My purpose in life is to leave my dent in the universe in absolutely everything I do, as well as to inspire and help others do the same. For someone to leave their dent in my life is a privilege. For me to leave my dent in someone else's life is an honor. But to inspire and help others leave their own dent in the universe is an indescribable feeling. I plan on doing this through this podcast by celebrating my guests and inspiring my listeners, all while leaving my own dent in the universe and helping others do the same. My name is Fer Andrade, and this is Denting. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Denting with Fer. Today, I have a very, very, very special guest. This is actually one of the talks I've been looking forward to the most. Um, I'm here with a friend, someone I look up to, and now a, a roommate, so that's pretty cool, um, Lucas Churchill. How are you, Church? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me, Fair. Uh, thanks for being here. Um, honestly, like when I was coming up with the idea for this podcast and like interviewing people around my age... Um, you and Tommy were like people that came up in my mind, like my freshman year with my struggles. I know we weren't that close, especially as we are right now, but you were definitely someone I looked up to. So this is like really exciting for me and I've never told you this, so it's going to be interesting for, for both of us. Yeah, cool, man. I appreciate that. Um, do you want to introduce yourself a bit, um, to anyone that may or may not know you? Yeah. Uh, my name is Lucas Churchill. I'm, uh, 22 years old and from Sacramento and uh, I'm on the Cal Men soccer team with FAIR and um, yeah I'm a graduating senior I graduate in a week um, but hopefully I get to stay and play another season here at Cal um, do a grad certificate program and uh, yeah I'm just enjoying the days yeah yeah that's crazy that, that it's one week I hadn't realized that but yeah I'm going day by day right now yeah right that's that's what I'm trying to do too yeah. Um, so today I want to talk about your, your student athlete journey, starting off from your recruitment in high school. Uh, I'm going to take a pause throughout your just younger years in, in college, and then we'll finish off with where you're at right now. So, so take me through uh, high school in, in Sacramento and your journey to get to Cal. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, I'd feel like I'd almost always been bred to be a soccer player. My mom played college soccer at Brown, and my dad played soccer in college, too. And um, I started playing at a young age, just like everyone else. But, uh, you know, was the best player on my team growing up throughout high school and um, received multiple college offers um, and was ultimately deciding between Cal and Harvard um, my junior year of high school. And it was a tough decision. I think uh, my coach told me that it was the longest someone had ever taken to make a decision about um, where they want to go to school. So I ultimately chose Cal. Um, and I, I I had a lot of second thoughts about it. Um, but I felt like it was the right decision for me. For some reason, there was something in my gut that was, that was leading me here. And it was hard, you know, for so many reasons. I mean, I was, it was such a a blessed, um, I guess, problem to have. Yeah. I mean, I was deciding say between Cal and Harvard, like, that's not a problem, like, <laughs> most people get to deal with. So I was, 
it was hard to keep that in perspective. You know, as a junior in high school, and I had all this pressure and expectations from my friends and and family, and I was trying to balance all that out while making the best decision for myself. Um, so I think I was susceptible to some of the noise too. Um, you know, like, oh, why didn't you choose Harvard or why didn't you choose Georgetown or whatever it may be. And then other people were like, oh, Cal, that's so cool. But it was like, for me, I was always comparing myself um, at that time. But um, high school was good. I mean, I was, I went to an all boys Catholic high school and I'm Jewish and I went to public school my whole life. So that was pretty weird and difficult. Um, I still have a lot of great friends from high school, but Definitely didn't feel like my place, and I think that's one of the reasons I chose Cal. I want to go back to public school and kind of be surrounded by people of all different backgrounds. And um, but, anyways, I I uh, I suffered a lot of injuries um, kind of after I I committed, uh, um, sprained my ankle like eight times. Still during high school. During high school. Um, sprained the same ankle a bunch of times to the point where I played my senior season without any ligaments in my ankle. Wow. Just a brace holding it together and uh, ultimately had to get surgery um, My the end of my senior year, right leading up to my uh, first year at Cal. Yeah. Um, so it left me with a lot of questions. And uh, so it kind of like came crashing to an end, I guess, my high school career. Um, I was not really looking forward to college, if I'm going to be honest. I had a pretty good life in high school. I mean, I was the top dog. I had a girlfriend. I loved my family. I have a great family um, at home, and I wasn't really looking forward to leaving them. And I had a great group of friends. So really, I was just really blessed. And I think I realized that and wasn't really ready to leave. Okay. And take me a bit back to the the social pressures in a way. Um, you're you're saying that you were the top dog, you had a great life, um, but there's always like people making noise and having opinions. And how did you deal with that back then, like bro- blocking out that noise or, or just going through life without really listening? Or, or I mean, if you, even if you did listen to them, how did you deal with that? Yeah, I don't think I dealt with it really that well um, back then. I, I definitely listened to the noise listen to opinions from my friends, from coaches, um, about where I should go to school, um, about where I stood as a player, you know, whether I could make it pro. And I was just listening to all these things. I didn't really know what I wanted. Um, so I, I didn't necessarily deal with it really that well. Um, and I think I learned to deal with that type of external pressure better when I got to college. Um, but yeah, so it wasn't the most successful, um, I guess, experience for me. I mean, I, f- I, I think it was successful in the fact that I failed and I, I learned a lot about how to kind of take in that outside pressure and, and I don't know, let it go. Yeah. And you're going into college, you're, you're saying you don't want to leave home for very obvious reasons. In a way, I was in the same place. Um, so I understand that once you get to college, are you still injured? How are you taking these rough moments, dealing with that pressure, and then leaving home at the same time? Take me through your freshman year. Yeah, so um, freshman year was kind of a train wreck. I, I obviously had the surgery. Um, I had it in May. 
and I was leaving for school in August. And I got a call from my head coach and told me right after, probably like three days after my surgery, and, you know, check in how the surgery go, went well. Um, yeah, you're going to be redshirting yeah. before I even got there. And it was a great decision by him, but at the, at the time, it, it just devastated me, you know, um, already leaving home and, and everything about leaving and starting a new journey and going to college was tough enough. And then learning that I was, you know, not going to be able to have the, the one thing that kind of grounded me with soccer was tough. So <clears throat> I left for school in August and yeah, it was just really hard, um, hard saying goodbye to my family is that, you know, I had lived in the same house my whole life. It was my first time leaving home, even though I was only an hour and a half away. Um, it was hard leaving my girlfriend at the time, hard leaving my friends at the time. And, uh, yeah, it was just a really tough adjustment period. We got put in not the best of dorms <laughs> and, uh, and I, yeah, it was hard making friends at first and, all the things that kind of come with being a freshman. So I had dealt with mental health struggles since high school. Um, actually, it was really my end of sophomore year, beginning of junior high school, I was at a really, really low point. And that's when I first started to realize that <clears throat> I dealt with um, issues with mental health, okay. but I, it didn't really completely register with me. Then, you know, I'd done the therapy, got on medication and, and whatever, but it was easy to push it aside, you know, and one of the reasons it was easy to push it aside was because, oh, I'm going to Cal and life is great, you know, like kind of using those external things to kind of hide what was really bugging me deep inside. And so <clears throat> when I started here my freshman year, it just got really bad. And, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't mean, I don't know. Yeah, with the, with the whole thing, I mean, obviously, you're not <clears throat> you're not ready to go to college in a way. Then you're told you're going to get redshirted. I mean, that's the first time in your life, I think, that you were not playing on your team, right? Mm -hmm. So it, it's definitely a struggle. The mental health is definitely in a big deal on, on that end. How quick did you recover from the the ankle surgery were you at any point saying you know what maybe i i can play um was that affecting your your mental health as well with that soccer aspect on top of the college transition how did you deal with with that on the mental side of things yeah uh i i wasn't really the same player that i was before my ankle surgery um and I was definitely getting back to it. I didn't put a whole lot of pressure on myself my freshman year in terms of, like, playing. I knew I wasn't going to play. I knew I was just getting back. I was trying to get adjusted to just living, being a college student. Um, but I certainly had a ton of doubts um, about my ability to play. You know, I kind of felt like I was on the bottom of the team and uh, didn't really see when I was going to move up I didn't have any confidence that I was ever gonna like become a key player or really just a, a member of the team where I felt like I belonged um and so the ankle and the soccer definitely was tough because that was a huge part of my identity um but 
what I soon realized was that really wasn't the issue. Um, I felt like that was just such so surface level and really all of it was coming from my mind and um, it permeated, you know, into my social life, um, my relationships, my academics. Um, and yeah, I was just constantly thinking and constantly judging myself and, um, the ankle and the soccer was, I think just a symptom, you know, um, of, of all that. Yeah. I, I like the, the word you use superficial. Something I say a lot is like how we focus so much on the superficiality of things in the sense that if you're wounded, uh, like if uh, one of the problems in our life is a wound, many of us like to just put a bandaid over it and, and say that's okay. This helped you realize that it was a wound, that it wasn't that easy to push aside because before you used to push it aside by saying, I'm going to Cal. Now you're at Cal. There's not much to push it aside with. So what do you go to um, mm-hmm. on in like the side of mental health uh, yeah. aspect of things? Um, <clears throat> well, that's kind of when... I, I went into just like misery, you know, um, because I, I wasn't at the stage where I like looked really hard at myself and said, what do I need to do to get better? Um, at that point it was suicidal thoughts, hurting myself, um, attempting to use drugs. Luckily I didn't have too much access to those in high school. That's when it was bad with, with drugs and in college, I was surrounded by, I think much better people or much better influences. Um, so I didn't really have that escape, but it came in other forms and, um, yeah. So I guess what ended up happening was the bandaid I tried to put on that was trying to transfer. Okay. Um, and that's how I kind of wanted to heal the wound. Uh, I didn't really know, I, I guess I didn't really even know what the wound was that I was trying to heal, but I thought, okay, if I get away from all, I, I kind of attached the misery and, and the struggle with, like, this place with Berkeley, and I knew I couldn't go home, and I thought, well, if I go to Harvard, all my problems are going to be solved, and uh, I... I was like this close to really making the move. I actually made the move. I uh, got in contact with the Harvard coach. They wanted me still and uh, set up everything for me to transfer. I asked for my release from Cal, um, got my release, lost my scholarship, um, and uh, told my roommates that I was leaving, all my friends here, um, my girlfriend at the time. I, fa- I mean, it was it was a pretty much a done deal, and uh, I yeah the I mean so much happened in that like two to three week time frame. My girlfriend broke up with me because she thought I was moving to Boston, and I was okay with that at the time because I was like this is the move I want to make you know yeah, and um, I was kind of lost here still, but I was starting to appreciate it a little bit more. And I uh, was really trying to appreciate my friends and, and 
and just the place itself. And I was growing sort of like a, a weird love for the place. <clears throat> and yeah, I was getting ready to leave like two weeks later. And I got a call from the Harvard coach that said, yeah, you're one class short. Didn't, they didn't check and it was a whole fiasco. Um, but basically, yeah, we can't accept you this year. And I was obviously devastated at the time and didn't realize it was really a blessing in disguise. But um, so I went to my coach. I was like, yeah, uh, you're not going to like this and you're just probably not going to work. But will you let me back on the team? And um, he was he he I'm still so grateful um, for him doing this to this day. But he, he did everything he could to get me back on the team and. And it wasn't really, I don't think it had anything to do with me as a soccer player. I think he just realized, like, kind of what that would do to me as a person and how that would affect me and, like, my identity. And so he did everything he could. Obviously, I lost my scholarship. Um, My roommates, my friends were amazing, and they let me kind of jump in in their living situation because I didn't have a place to live. And uh, so all these people that I didn't really, I took for granted Um, they all came to support me and, and help me. And, um, I think my journey kind of started from there. Yeah. And obviously one of my next questions was, was that a blessing in disguise now? So you already answered that for me. Um, but before we, we take a step into your journey, how you've grown, how you've dented after that before with, with, uh, Lucas that was struggling how did you find out what that wound was? Because you said you didn't know it at the time. My personal realization is that to solve any problem, you first have to recognize that there is one. How do you, how did you deal with it? Yeah, I, uh, for me, and this is, I guess, going to get into the, what you just talked about in terms of how I grew and dented. Um, I started going to, this place called the Nyingma Institute, um, N-Y-I-N-G-M-A. Uh, it's a Buddhist school, um, slash retreat center, um, right next to my old dorm at Foothill. And I never, I didn't even know it existed. Um, I, I'd seen like these weird flags on this building and I didn't really have any idea what it was. And there was one day I was at a coffee shop and saw an ad for it and I went and checked it out and um, started going there and meditating. And I had meditated before, um, but I didn't really understand the power of it. And I guess what I'm trying to say is that led me to recognize. Um, I was able to become aware of how like crazy my mind was and how much it was jumping from worry to thought to emotion and it was just like a monkey mind you know just trying to grab onto every branch it could find and I kind of started to realize that that was the root of my my problems um and all of the you know expectations that I placed on myself um the emotional and physical pain that I had been storing up for so long. Uh, it didn't come out immediately, like the first time I meditated, but after like 
three weeks of sitting there for 30 minutes in silence, like three or four times a week, um, it just started to become a little bit more apparent. And I guess it just led me to watching my mind a little bit more. And I was able to realize like where all this pain was coming from. Um, I think I'm still searching, you know, it's not like I've found the answer and have figured out the whole problem, but that kind of was the start. I think that's important at the end that you haven't found the answer because right now you're a graduating senior. This was back in your second semester of college. So your freshman year, it's been three years and it's been a long process and you still don't know the answer, but there is improvement throughout the, the process and through I mean, we, we see your improvement, obviously, your sophomore, junior, senior year as a soccer player, as a student. Um, I didn't even get to know that side of you because I met you your junior year. Um, but as we dive into your, your next few years, there's obviously um, you love Tom Brady and I admire him a lot, too. One of the things I like the most is um, I once saw this article that spoke about how um, that famous draft day picture, you know, from Tom Brady's body, how he's not athletic. But it said that the greats master something that everybody else doesn't. And it's uh, that the key is to work from the neck up, not the neck down. So to work on that mental side of things, and, and which he obviously does. So with your mental improvement, how do you improve your sophomore and junior year as a soccer player, as just a, a student that's going through a lot of things mentally and then passing that on to others that may be struggling as well. Yeah. <clears throat> Thank God you brought up Tom Brady. <laughs> uh, I was waiting to talk about him. No. Uh, I think my sophomore year was like the best year of my life, honestly, looking back on it. I mean, it really wasn't, I guess, mentally. I still was struggling with a lot of crap, but um, – I think just like I was fully like being here, you know, Um, I was totally in Berkeley. Um, The whole Harvard thing I was letting go of, like it actually was weird how quickly I let go of that after like really since I committed thinking about, oh, should I have gone there? Yeah. All that. And I was finally just here. Um, And I, I like had the opportunity to play my sophomore year and um, in a variety of roles um, on the, as, a, as, a, as a player, um, starting games at left back, right back, winger, played a little bit in the midfield, center back. I mean, I was kind of all over the place. So the adaptability um, aspect was something that I wasn't really used to <clears throat> and had to learn really quick. And... Um, I think like when you say Tom Brady, I mean, someone who's able to adapt to situations, to um, challenges um, that something I really admire and just never giving up. Um, That was what my dad always said to me. And Tom Brady was like the guy who just exemplified that, Um, you know, as someone on TV that I watched every weekend and so when things got really tough, my sophomore year, my junior year, um, you know, was just back to that, never giving up, coming back to watching my mind, meditating. That's what worked for me. I obviously still did the therapy and the medication and, and did everything I really could. I attacked 
you know, my mental health from many angles. Um, and I, I quickly started to realize that what was working for me was, um, important to share with other people. Um, and I, sophomore year sometime, like I think second semester, sophomore year, um, I kind of looked back briefly at my, my journey, my freshman year. And I remembered a time when I had came in, you know, just disastrous, um, suicidal thoughts. And I just had like cuts all over me and, uh, to my trainer and, um, and I just, you know, I said to him, this is, I, I can't, I can't do this anymore. Had the doctor come, you know, they sent me to urgent care and all, all this stuff. And thankfully I got better after that. But I, looking back, I was like, man, I didn't, there wasn't really a lot for me. Like if someone else was in this situation, you know, they could have been, it could have been the end of it, you know? And I felt like there had to be another resource, another outlet for, for kids. And, uh, mindfulness was what really stuck with me and that's something I really wanted to share. So I developed calm, um, which is Cal athlete led mindfulness at first. It was just like mindfulness for student athletes and started leading meditations for students. And really it brought me more joy than anything. Um, hopefully it helped some kids, but really for me, that's what just like, it, it kind of drove me. It gave me something, something I was passionate about besides soccer um, besides Tom Brady. Yeah. And, uh, and so that was really cool. But yeah, I guess so. That was my sophomore year. That was your sophomore year. Um, and then, well, this is crazy to hear because it's not something I know from you. You know, mm-hmm. I met you my junior year and I remember the, the very first game we played um, in preseason uh, down in Pomona, we, we stepped on the field at like the 60th minute when he makes all the subs for, for preseason and you were the captain of that group. So I saw you and I'm like, all right, he's, he's like our leader in this group. He's confident. Um, he's a veteran around here. Like, all right. And that's all I knew. So finding out about this story is like impacting it and different Mm -hmm. for me. Um, were you that veteran that I made myself or that I thought you were um, your junior year? Were you still struggling? How did Calm grow? Um, was there a lot of change, really? Yeah. Um, man. My junior year was just like, I think I put, it, it came back to sort of the expectations and the pressure. It's like, okay, I took a step from my freshman year to my sophomore year, and it was pretty, you know, it was a, like boom, boom. And I kind of thought junior year would just keep going like that. And it would just be upward trend. And I worked really hard over the summer. And I was very focused on soccer more than I had been. And um, yeah, I had a great summer. And I don't know, life felt pretty good. And I kind of like was just assuming that I would come in my junior year and and just continue that, that growth. And I ended up coming in just like sort of doubting myself um, for whatever reason, um, as a, as a, as just a soccer player. And so I, I felt like I sort of took a step backwards, but I think it was important for me. Um, and so, yeah, no, I, I, I had some doubts. I, I, I didn't come into my junior year confident 
and um, it took me a while to get adjusted. I ended up dislocating my shoulder that year, which was really tough for me because I actually was developing some confidence, and then I dislocated my shoulder against Stanford, and that set me back a whole lot, and then I wasn't playing for, like, a majority of the season. I was like, you know, damn, this is not at all what I envisioned. Um, And luckily, as as the season went on, um, I think the coaching staff started started to realize how I could help the team. And I think I started to kind of go back to just do your best, never give up, you know, wait for your time. Like the time is coming, you know, and um, I ended up contributing at the, the last few games of the season in a big way and then ended up starting in the final playoff game um, at a position that I never really played. And I was definitely proud of myself how I handled that situation. And I think that's where my, the veteranship that you maybe saw and the confidence that you maybe saw kind of really came out. I didn't really know it was there. Um, and I definitely didn't feel that way in that Grand Canyon game when you stepped on the field, yeah. even if I, sh- sh- you know, maybe acted like it. Yeah. So it was a huge growing year for me, um, as a, definitely as a soccer player and, yeah, as a, as just a community leader, I think Calm really grew, and I was much more comfortable in my own skin, um, just becoming more and more in love with this place, and in turn made me just, like, happy with myself. Um, my appreciation just skyrocketed, and uh, yeah, so it was, it was a growing year, and then obviously COVID hit. COVID hits... Um Obviously, it's very tough. A lot of doubts. Um, did it in any way play a toll on, on your mental health? Um, how did Calm do during those mm-hmm. times? If it's not in person, it still isn't. Um, so so how, how did you deal with that and help? I don't know if you helped others deal with this sort of thing because during COVID, a lot of people were dealing with things and they still are. So did you play a role in any lives that way? Yeah, it was, uh, I mean, it was a tough year for me, just like everyone else. Um, I, uh, when, when it first started, I I don't think just like a lot of people, I didn't really realize what was happening and I was pretty, you know, I was at home and like I said, I have a great family, great friends at home and honestly life wasn't too bad at the beginning of the pandemic. Um, and also I kind of thought we were getting back to normal pretty soon. So I had some hope, um, and yeah, it was, it was, I definitely took a toll on my mental health at first. Um, I had the meditation. Um, I, I kept myself really busy, which is always important for me. Um, and I, I, I led some meditations on zoom, but I started to realize that just wasn't, I wasn't that comfortable with it. And it was hard to really get it across. It was just so different from being in person, especially with activity, like meditating. I feel like the energy of like, meditating with a group together is just drastically different from doing it over a computer. You might as well just get on headspace and, you know, listen to a meditation. So that was definitely weird. It was tough. And then the summer came back here and kind of thought we were going to start a season. And then we find out, you know, season's canceled. And after that was when it really got bad, I think, for me mentally. Like, I, I experienced all that, all of what most people were experiencing most of the pandemic, like, right then, because I think I'd held soccer as, like, 
something that was kind of like giving me hope. And it's like, okay, I'm still working towards this. I took such a big step at the end of my junior year. I was playing really well in the spring. I was working hard. I was confident, um, having more fun than I'd ever had. And so I just thought, okay, this is, you know, again, I thought it was going to be like this. Maybe I took a little bit step back and then was going to kind of jump up again. And, and then that happened. And, uh, it was a tough semester last semester. My, we, you know, my house with Tommy and Kaleo and Goose was always so, so close. And then last semester, all of us were pretty lost. Um, and people were home most, you know, this guy was home for two weeks. This guy was home for two weeks. We're never really together. And, um, again, I kind of went back to what it, what happened my freshman year a little bit in high school, a little bit where I was just suppressing, um, kind of what I was feeling. I didn't really know what I was feeling. I was just, I felt like I was in a cloud, you know, um, and didn't know what direction I was heading. And I was terrible at meditating last semester. Um, and it's taken me a while to sort of develop any sort of routine or appreciation for it again. Um, I've stopped going to therapy too, which is probably a terrible idea to stop going to therapy during the pandemic, but that's kind of how it started. And then, um, yeah, it was just a weird, weird semester. I don't even, it was a blur. Like it's hard to even talk about. I don't know what happened. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's important to realize that it's been such a, a long journey and even though it's been long, it's been successful. There's still gonna, there's still gonna be bumps in the road. Um, and I, th- I mean, this was a huge bump. It was a very long bump and, and it's, it's definitely a challenge you were facing, but does this whole story have a fairy tale ending? Does it end in a positive? Is it fully positive? Or are there still negatives? What's, what's it like? Because you, you went through this whole thing at one point you were going to transfer and even during preseason this year, at times when we were doing starters versus uh, non-starters or subs, you weren't always on the starting side. I remember specifically like a week before our, our season opener and then you started that first game and you start the rest of the season. How did you feel during the preseason as a senior um, fighting for that role and then just finally starting every single game in your position position where you feel comfortable. Yeah, that was it was crazy and I think going back to your first question about like is there a fairy tale ending and kind of how would you look back on your journey so far? I mean, yeah, there's been a ton of challenge and and struggle and I still feel like I'm still writing it, yeah. you know, the journey and I, it's definitely not over. I hope not. Um, but it, overall, it's been just a blessing. I mean, I could have been at Harvard, and I could have been, I don't know, I think they went like 0-16 the year after I was going to transfer. And, yeah. And I wouldn't have met any of, you know, these amazing people at this school and had the experiences I had. So just that in itself is just like, that I think is a success, you know, that yeah. I was here and I had this experience. Um, in terms of soccer this year, um, yeah, I... I, I, again, worked really hard in the offseason, um, did the best I could, and, yeah, I was not starting and, and you know, not how I had hoped it, it to start, like, kind of like my junior year, you know, and I think that experience really helped me this year 
because things weren't going the way I wanted it to at the beginning. And I kind of just kept my head down, um, went in, worked hard every day and did the best I could. And just kind of like, wasn't worried too much about the future and about the past and really just like being patient, you know? And I think, you know, going back to Tom Brady and some of these great athletes, you wait, you know, your opportunity comes and you just have to pounce on it. And, um, I think just being patient and working hard and trusting myself, that's something I learned from great athletes like Tom and, uh, I applied it and yeah, it was a, it was a crazy season. I mean, we went 0-3 to start and I was starting, I put a lot of responsibility on myself because I knew I was like a new kind of starter in a, an important position on the field. And yeah, I just put a lot of pressure on myself. I took a lot of responsibility for the losses and that was hard for me mentally. I ended up going home for a day to just kind of try to let go of some of that, that pressure and that stress. And thankfully we turned the season around, got some wins. Um, and it was just a great experience for me this season. Just, I made mistakes. Um, I had some great plays and overall I just learned from all of it you know it was just cool to be out there and and it's been a long time coming you know but just to get that experience and play with my teammates it gave me an, a better appreciation for um, the people who I play with and for the opportunities that I get um, and hopefully I can build on it play again next semester and I don't know where my soccer journey will lead me but Overall, I just think I developed way more gratitude, and um, I think I need to work on some things, for sure. Um, I think I'm I need to work on responding to mistakes, and like in the UCLA, UCLA game, I made a mistake that led to a goal, and it took me like the whole first half. I was in my head about it, yeah. and thankfully, I kind of looked at myself at halftime it's like you gotta let that go we got so much soccer to play and I was proud about how I responded but I think those are there's little things like that and learning from your failure you know those are it was an experience that UCLA game for our whole team was an experience that it's going to teach us a lot we don't know how it will but um overall I guess my point is I just I just learned a lot from all the failure and the the ups and downs you know yeah um and it is kind of just a reflection of my whole career here yeah now I think that's that's a a great way to put it a reflection of your whole career here and I do think that the team will learn a lot from this obviously we still don't know what's going to happen that was two or three weeks ago um but I am excited to see what happens. Um, I'd ask you about your future, but I know, um, well, I mean, you're expecting to come back next semester. Um, still figuring out some things there that off podcast, um, we, we won't speak about it here. Um, but but yeah, it's so I think that's a good way to put it. It's not a fairy tale ending. It's just learning about things and it's a reality. It's It's what life really is. It's a reflection of your career here, but it's it's what life truly is. Yeah, um, I think it's like, I guess I'm going to go back to meditation because I guess that's my kind of shindig. But, you know, every time you meditate, you're going to get taken away and it's not going to be all pretty all the time and you're not going to be all peaceful and quiet. You know, it can get really noisy and then it's just how you respond 
and how you come back. And I think it's a great metaphor for, for sports for sure, but for life in general. And, um, yeah, whatever happens with my future, um, I obviously hope to come back and be a part of the team next semester and contribute in any way I can. Um, but I think it's just, it's going to be another like chapter, um, to the story. And I can't wait to see how it prepares me for the rest of my life. Um, I just think these experiences are just so valuable and I've just been so grateful to meet the people I've met and to, um, go through the struggles that I've been through. Um, and yeah, I'm just excited to see what the the future holds. I'm very excited for, for you too. And, um, yeah, for, for what's ahead. Um, we've talked a bit about it, but right here when you're repeating it, it's, it's exciting. Um, we're not sure what's going to happen, but I feel like that's how it's always been. So yeah. it'll be fun. Um, well, thank you. Thank you so much for sharing your story, uh, for sharing some personal things. And I mean, my favorite thing about this and the reason I wanted to have this talk so bad was because you you took your problems and you made it a solution for other people. And I admire that. You took something that was painful for you, but in a way you dented other people's lives through that same way. So I admire that. I really do. Um, you're, you're my roommate, my teammate, my friend. So it's weird that I've never told you this, but that's something I, I really think and feel. And yeah, just thank you so much for, for opening up. I hope this really helps and dents other people as well. Thank you. Well, you're doing the same thing. So I, I really appreciate it. And I'm sure everyone who watches these is going to be um, really appreciative and, and it will impact their lives in some way, somehow. So you're doing the same thing and you're doing it better than I am right now. So well done. No, thank you. Um, well, that's the end of this episode of Denting. Um, if you're watching this on YouTube, please like and subscribe and share. Um, if it's on Spotify or anywhere else, just click on all the buttons and, and we'll see what happens. Thank you so much and we'll see you next time. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Make sure to subscribe to my podcast and follow me on my personal social media accounts for more. All at Fer Andraes. All links are in the description. If this episode inspired you in any way, please help me out by sharing it with a friend to help them leave their dent in the universe as well. That's it for today. I'll see you all next time.